Hey everyone, welcome to Tech Nation's podcast series, Back on Track, where we're going to feature innovators and change agents who really want to get Canada back in the global tech game. I'm Angela Mondu, the CEO of Tech Nation, and our mandate is really to bring together technology, government and community to help drive Canada's prosperity. Today, we have a leading voice on innovation and economic disruption, Mr. John Stackhouse, who's also the author of recently launched Planet Canada, How Expats Are Shaping the Future. John is a Senior Vice President in the office of the CEO at RBC. He leads RBC research and thought leadership on economic technology and social change. He was previously the editor-in-chief at the Globe and Mail, as well as the Rob Magazine Senior Fellow at the C.D. Howe Institute and Monk School of Global Affairs. John, welcome today. I'm seriously looking to your disruptive thought leadership. Great to see you, Angela. Thanks for uh, having me on your show. Yeah. So look, what we want to focus on today are social trends in future workforce development, the impact that's going to have on technology adoption and acceleration in Canada, as well as, of course, your Planet Canada book and how um, if we don't tap into expats, what that impact's going to be. So, John, what I want to ask you is what keeps you up at night when we consider Canada? We're a global technology leader. We're starting to really lag competitively and globally. It's such a great question, Angela. Maybe the most important economic question coming out of this crisis. If we thought we were challenged a year ago as tech nation, surely that's been put in our face through this crisis. And we have to understand the, the different challenges of innovation and adoption. And they, they do go hand in hand. But what we've seen critically and painfully in this crisis is the price of that, uh, of that laggard status, especially for SMEs, small and medium-sized enterprises that have adopted technology at a much slower pace than other Western nations, uh, and they've paid a price for that over the last year because we moved overnight to a digital uh, existence, all of us, uh, and way too many really good businesses. And I don't mean just the mom and pop shop at the end of your street, but all sorts of service companies too uh, that are terrific, but they were just not ambitious enough in the digital square. And the crisis has allowed some of them to, to catch up. There's government supports to do that, which is helpful. But as we think about the recovery, the rebuild in 2021 and beyond, this has to be front and center of getting uh, all of our businesses, big and small, uh, west, north, uh, um, east, south, uh, moving at, uh, at warp speed into a uh, digitally enabled global economy. That means investing in tools and technology, but it also means adopting and developing the skills and the mindsets that we need to thrive in a digital economy in which anyone anywhere can be your customer. And at the same time, anyone anywhere can be your competitor. Uh, and that's the mindset that uh, if Canadians adopt, we're, we're going to move from 22nd way up to the top of the league tables uh, in, uh, in short order. I could talk to you all day about just the SMEs and that major part of our GDP. And to your point, if we don't enable the tech adoption with that sector of our economy, we're really going to be paying for it, as you said, um, for years to come. So my question to you, really focusing on this talent pipeline is, you know, to create a digital economy with 
that clout that we need. We're really going to need to drive that education, that tech skills training to create those trailblazers or those SMEs that are ready. So what are some of the disruptive or innovative strategies, if you will, John, that Canada should look at for a more aggressive approach? Well, we absolutely need to double down on immigration and on more skills-minded approaches to education at all levels, but especially in, in, in post-secondary. Um, but we also need to better value and measure the skills beyond the tech skills that we tend to think of. So let me talk to those three points very quickly. Immigration, uh, we've done really well in the last few years of, of going after skilled immigrants and competing with the best in the world and winning. Uh, it's going to be a more competitive landscape coming out of this crisis. So we can't assume that our lead uh, is going to uh, take care of itself. Uh, we need to be out there now as people are making decisions of where to move in 2021 and 2022 and make the case for Canada to be the destination for them because uh, this is that we're going after the, the world's best and brightest. The best way we do that is by attracting international students, getting them to come here for post-secondary education. We get half a million a year coming to Canada. We can probably increase that. And as they develop their skills in Canada, I like to say we, we train them to survive four winters. Surely that makes them Canadian. As soon as they graduate, we've got to make sure they stay here uh, and take us out into the world uh, as, they, as, they settle, as they settle down. Then we need to just continue to invest in, 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 in skills programs in post-secondary education, not just for, for young people, but for reskilling. There's a lot of people who have been displaced by this crisis, uh, and they will not have jobs to go back to. Uh, we need to ensure that they are accessing great world-class tech-minded opportunities through our college and university system, uh, and they can do that in place or digitally. Uh, we need to ramp that up to ensure that people, Canadians of all ages, are developing the skills that they need to thrive in the 2020s. And then thirdly, and we did, we did a really important research piece of research on this at RBC called Humans Wanted. Uh, and you can get it, just Google RBC and Humans Wanted. And it demonstrated how the, the, the skills that are most in demand are not coding. It's, it's, it's critical thinking. It's communication. It's collaboration. And of course, coding. Uh, but we need people who are critical thinkers and collaborators and communicators in all sectors. This is not just about the tech sector. One of the sectors I spent a lot of time with is agriculture, uh, which is poised to be transformed in the 2020s through ag tech. But we need to ensure that every farmer and every food producer and food worker in this country has tech skills and is digitally savvy to, uh, to help feed the world. That's just one sector that we can help transform with more investments in technology, healthcare, education, financial services, uh, arts and entertainment, all can be supercharged uh, and need to be coming out of this crisis with those sort of skills that are there to be developed both for people, uh, Canadians now and the generations of immigrants that uh, we hope will move here in the decade ahead. With the large percent of the existing workforce who are facing work, that likely will be transitioned to tech and AI-enabled um, roles in the future. And there's research out there that many of them aren't ready for the transition. Do you have, or could you dig a little deeper into the readiness of 
this existing workforce and how we can make that happen. I know you touched on some of the key ideas. Any thoughts on the how perhaps a little bit more, John? Absolutely. That is has to be a, a front and center question for every Canadian. If you just think about the last eight months, anyone listening to this, how has your work, your job and your ambitions changed? And be sure that we're not going back to 2019. We're not going to stay in 2020 in the world we're in. We'll move to a more hybrid environment. But as we look at the economy in 2021 and beyond, it's going to look very different from anything we've known. And therefore, the skills needed to thrive, whether you're an artist or a uh, a financial services professional, a doctor or a teacher uh, or a techie, your your skills, uh, the skills you'll need to do to pursue your passion are going to be different. That's a great opportunity because you can pursue your passion in all sorts of new new ways. We've just published a report called uh, Eight Ways That COVID Is Transforming the Economy and Disrupting Every Business. You can get it. Just go to rbc.com slash eight trends. And we look at how how everything is changing, how we work, how we shop, how we watch, how we share, how we travel. And the skills for all of those things need to be different. So let's use this opportunity as we're all kind of freshly aware of the world and how it's changing around us to get the training to people in real time through their devices uh, in ways that they can develop these skills in the moment because we can't wait for another six months or a year to do this so that when people go back, you think of those artists who are out of work uh, or stuck at home, when they go back uh, and I can't wait for them to be back, Um, But they'll be sharing their art and creating their art using technology in new ways. How are we going to help them develop those skills now? One area where Canada can can, can really seize this moment is with interactive media. I spend uh, a bit of time dealing with the gaming industry, which is really strong in Canada, in Vancouver, Toronto, and and Montreal especially. And gaming is not some crazy thing out there that that, uh, the gaming tribe is doing. Gaming is becoming central to every piece of content in the in the world. And if you are a content creator, and uh, newsflash, we're all content creators. If you're not applying the principles and the skills of gaming to what you do with content, be sure that you're going to want to a year from now when your competitors are doing that. So one small example of how we can use these strengths that exist in Canada to help transform other sectors, healthcare is going to increasingly use gaming with the way that they communicate with, uh, with, uh, with patients uh, and the general public. As an example, they'll need the skills to, to marry with the great skills that they already have in those, in those sectors. Congratulations on the launch of your, your recent book and the focus on how our expats are shaping the future. Can you describe, to me, it looks, sounds like Canadians have a value that's almost something we can export that could be powerful internationally. Maybe talk a bit more about that. And do you see with the timing now of our small country that's got a softer voice beside a huge country that's more divisive now, is the timing better for this value to be brought internationally? Thanks for mentioning the book. I've got a copy here. It's called Planet Canada. I hope people will uh, uh, not not just pick it up, but share it with Canadians around the world because we all can think of uh, Canadian expats. Uh, out there. And this has sparked, I'm so uh, uh, joyed by this, sparked amazing conversations I'm having with Canadians in, in Europe, in the Middle East, 
in, uh, in, in, in East Asia because they are so hungry to help elevate Canada's place in the world and amplify Canada's voice in the world. I have people I don't know, strangers reaching out to me from all corners of the world saying, heard about the book or have read it uh, or heard you on a podcast. Um, how do I help? How do I help? It's such a Canadian response. Um, this is one of our big, quiet opportunities for the decade ahead, because we have shifted from a world of institutions, and institutions still matter, the United Nations still matters, but we have shifted from institutions to networks. And the world today is being shaped by networks more than institutions. I like to say to people, the two biggest forces in the world this year, other than a little virus, have been Black Lives Matter and Greta Thunberg and the climate movement. Both of those are networks. There's no organization. There's no institution behind Black Lives Matter or behind what Greta is doing. They're networks of people. And it's so important in a tech conversation because tech is changing the world through networks. And networks give you the power of 10. Uh, nothing is a one-to-one -one conversation or a one-to-one -one, uh, work project. It's one to 10 and then to 100 and 1,000. Exponential thinking is uh, what we uh, like to call it. And as a country, uh, little Canada, uh, we need to think more exponentially. We have 40 million people. That's the size of a big city in China right now. Uh, we have 2 million or maybe more expats. How do we use them exponentially to access 20 million or 200 million people globally to be part of the pro-Canada network? The Canadians out there are probably really, really good at what they do. And our challenge as a country is not thinking ambitiously enough about their networks. I learned this from so many different people, but there's an extraordinary Canadian woman in Silicon Valley, uh, uh, Shona Brown, who was one of the early executives at, G at Google, is on uh, some <laughs> incredible uh, multinational boards, is a real quiet force in the Valley. And she doesn't seek publicity, so most, most people have never heard of her. But when I spoke to her for the book, she said, oh. you know, I, 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 I was one of the top people at Google. I'm one of the most networked people uh, on the subject of networks, <laughs> tech, um, in, in the world. But no one's ever called me to say, like, how can you help us as, as, as Canada? And I heard that from scores of Canadians who said, no one's ever called me, even though I'm like one of the top 10 people in my field in the world, except maybe when the prime minister is there and we need a, a photo op. This is, I don't say this as a criticism. I say this, share this as an opportunity. And it's not just for government. It's for Canadian companies. It's for Canadian entrepreneurs. If you're listening to this and you're a, a, a manager in a company or an entrepreneur and you're thinking about international opportunities, think about the Canadians wherever you go and call the local trade commissioner or whoever it is and say, I need to plug into that network. Let's uh, do it. And now, you know what? You can do that virtually now. So how do we, how do we accelerate this, uh, this network thinking? John, you know, I just want to thank you. Um, you're a busy, a brilliant thought leader for Canada. Really glad to have you as part of our back on track um, programming in episode number two. So we can really take a look at 
what we need to do as Canadians and our call to action to get Canada back into that global game. Thank you so much for being with us today. No, thanks uh, for having me. Great conversation. And I uh, just love that message, back on track. That's uh, Canada, let's get back on track. Let's get going. The uh, years ahead are going to be fantastic. So thank you. Back on Track is presented by Tech Nation and produced by the Future Economy. Ca.